All right, and welcome back to Trumbull Dads. We've had some technical difficulties, and we haven't been able to chat since the bubbles have started in sports, um, but we're back now. So alongside myself, Nate Moyer, we've got Rob, Rob Finn, and Brian, I can't say his last name, so we just call him BG. Um, yo, yo. <laughs> all right, so obviously, guys, we're going to talk a little bit about sports. We haven't, like I said, we haven't chatted since uh, the bubbles have started, so obviously we're going to have a little bubble bubble talk, and I'll talk a little college football. If we've got the time, we will chat about some Dad's Club of Trumbull fantasy football. Chat, we'll call it. So anyway, um, obviously, like we usually start off with with the uh, Trumbull Dads, what are we drinking tonight? So Rob, you lifted your can up first, so what, what are you drinking over there? Uh, well, I just got this from a buddy. It's uh, Blue Point Brewery, which is on Long Island. It's called Hazy Bastard, a juicy New England IPA. It's 8%, and I've not sipped it. So literally, I'm going to take a first sip and give you a one-sip reaction. All right. Okay, Prez. You can just see him drinking it. It's good. It's got a little bit of an afterbite. Um, not too strong even for an 8%er. Um, it doesn't have any much clarity to it. But it's not bad. It's good. I like it. Um, it's definitely juicy. I think there's some better breweries in Connecticut, but I think for a Long Island brew, they're um, they're 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 getting up there with that classic Connecticut New England IPA. All right, all right, Brian. What do you got over there? I think I saw it. Solid but. review. I like that. That's solid. You know, someone from Long Island. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, I've got a New England uh, face hugger, which has been going around uh, town. I guess everybody everywhere I go. Somebody's got it, uh, so giving that a try. Facehugger's an IPA, about 6.8, you know, pretty typical. Um, from New England Brewery, another local Connecticut spot. It's good stuff. All right, and I'm drinking a good old-fashioned Julius from Treehouse. That is one of their uh, staples. Treehouse is up in Massachusetts, but uh, had somebody locally, another dad, actually went up there and brought me back a case so i appreciated that um so that's good that is a what percentage is this this one is a 6.8 ipa anyway it's it's quite good um if you google treehouse brewing you'll see how good uh good of a following they have there so um all right boys well first thing we're going to talk about is college football so college football there's been two huge conferences that have opted out or basically suspended postponed the season Right? So you're talking Big Ten, Pac-12 are kind of the big names that are out. Um, among the ones that are actually still all in and playing, ACC, SEC, they're, they're still playing. So um, guys, like, what, do you, what do you think about this whole thing with college football? Like, I, I can tell you right now, like, I am all for the safety of the players, the, uh, you know, the coaches, the fans. I, I'm all for the safety, but I'm telling you, I'm, I'm devastated to see just not, not, not going to see the full college football games the slate this year so i don't know rob what do you what are your thoughts on it what do you think well my initial thoughts are i think maybe some of the presidents of these conferences should have gotten together and had a little bit more of a game plan um you know as you start having the big 10 they canceled seem to be pretty quick and then the sec a week later decide they're going to keep playing and now the big 10's going back to maybe a spring schedule and now recently just announced that they may do a a uh, start date in Thanksgiving time frame. So I feel like, you know, just that, that whole back and forth is just not a good look for the Big Ten themselves. 
And it, it's just going to be a wacky season. I think they, you know, the president should have gotten together early and made, I'm not saying a decision, but maybe had a more cohesive game plan on how the states were going to be, what their plan was going to be, and kind of made a, a whole decision together. You know, them going rogue on each of their own conferences is just, it's just making it too wacky. And people are going to get, you know, the Big Ten guys are now ticked off, and the SEC guys are saying, you know, oh, good thing we're playing, they're not there. And it's going to somehow become political, and it's just going to be wacky and weird. And it's just, it's not a good look for college football. And, you know, guys are, are opting out or just sitting out for the year, wording for the draft. Guys are missing out on their chance to have a good season to make the NFL. So I just don't think it's a good look for them. I mean, I know JMU was initially going to play, and then they they canceled. They had a lot of guys into the transfer pool because they had some decent uh, seniors that had a chance to make a draft or at least make an impact this year. And uh, you know they're, they're trying to they're trying to jump onto another team just to to kind of get that second look. So I, I just don't think it's a good look for college college football right now. Yeah, Brian, what about you? Yeah, so I have a lot of problems with this. Um, these kids don't get paid. Why do they have to put themselves through this? Um, and I like Rob's point that you know if they were to kind of put a season together, everybody get on the same page, get your major, major conferences, figure out what you're doing. Um, my question is, how are you going to have a championship if not all the conferences are playing? So you're just going to have some some schools that are playing in their conference and they have a conference, you know, they win the SEC. Okay, cool. You were the best COVID team that year and half the country didn't even play. So, you know, strength of schedule, who you're playing, okay, interconference. If you played all SEC teams, it's probably pretty strong and better football than you're going to get most Saturdays anyway. I get that. But if nobody else, I mean, if it, I feel like it's all or nothing. You're either going to, everybody's going to play. Or nope, we're going to suspend the season, or try and, and or try for the spring, that kind of thing. Uh, keep the kids safe and healthy, and for once, make it bigger than sports. What about your education? What about your health? Keep the safety of others around you. Like, try and promote that a little bit more, especially with college kids like that that are, let's be honest, not that worried about the current situation and going about their lives and doing what they're doing, and probably slowing down the progress that we've made so far. But anyway, that's a whole other point. Uh, I just feel like, you know, all or nothing, you're either going to do this or you're not. Don't have a, uh, you know, don't just let it go by the wayside there and uh, try to think outside the box a little bit uh, for, for one year at least. It's it's one season. You know, let, let's make sure people are healthy and uh, see it through. And if things are better come, you know, December, January, fire up a spring season do it yeah um, yeah and, I, and I, yeah. let them practice i, I mean let them just let them practice right now and um just have them you know almost basically on call that's not a bad idea with i, I like what you're saying about getting everybody on the same page because i think it's it's a little awkward that some conferences are playing and some are not again if the big 10 starts in thanksgiving right and they get a 10 game season and well if an sec team an acc team let's just say for sake of argument we're talking clemson alabama lsu right those are the top three teams well do they have the national championship in march and then these teams have to sit and wait for months to find out who the big 10 champion is find out who the pac 10 champion is do those two play each other and then that team gets the fourth seed you know it, it's a little weird because you're talking about teams that are playing in mid-season form based on a team that has not played in months 
Um, it, it is weird, and I almost wonder if they're just going to do something where they just don't have a national championship this year. It's just going to be an AP makes the call like they used to do in years past, which would, add, I mean, I don't really love that idea, but I think this year might make sense because you're looking at the body of work, you're looking at the teams they've played, kind of, and you're having, you know, the sports, the sports writers coming up with who they think look best as a team, which is a little weird because you want to win it on the field, but that might be the only way to, to do it fair. Um, Another thing that was weird is I heard there was mentions of a bowl game. The bowl games might just be based on teams that are playing, meaning you could have a team that is one in eight, one in nine, right? They're in a bowl game because they're just not going to have enough teams to put in these bowl games. So um, that's that's going to be weird yeah, too. That's but, quality quality of football being you know lessened tremendously. But I like and I mean something like that just to fill a spot. I mean that's not that's not what. That's not what football or sports is all about. I mean, you take your best teams and have a playoff. And unfortunately, in college, you can't have a bubble. These yeah. kids have to go to school. Well, they have to, yeah. quote, unquote, go to school. We all know what that, you know, what that's like. But, um, you know, you can't do the bubble thing. So it's not like, oh, let's, for once, let's do a college football tournament. Like, how awesome yeah, would that be? Yeah. You know, we've been talking about college football playoffs. Let's have something similar to March Madness. But for football, it would be tremendous. Uh you know, especially quality of the game, fandom, like it's just, it would be bonkers. But you can't do that because, to, you know, they're student athletes, you know, they, they still have other responsibilities. And uh, it just makes it, it's a difficult, it's a very yeah. difficult thing. I get it. You know, and I think these schools, they, there's money and TV involved. And there's some, some you know, people pushing for this to, to go through to show some sort of normalcy. I get that. It doesn't look like we can do that now. So, yeah. what are you going to do? I think there's no one's even going. You you break it down to the schools. I mean, you got you get the presidents of the universities deciding this, and then you have the coaches and the players coming out saying, "Let us play." So, yes, it's about the players' safety. And I look at it as like I wouldn't want these kids to get sick or doing this, but now they want to play and put themselves in harm's way. So, whose decision is it? You know, if they make them play or force them to play, and a kid gets sick and dies, God forbid. You know who's who's a liability. So it, it's just a difficult situation. But I feel like they did not take anybody's opinion into account when they made this decision. Like cool. I said, going back to the other teams, even their coaches. Like what what do the coaches and the teams want to do? Are we able to do a not a bubble, but do you want to stretch this out? They also made this call what a month ago, month and a half ago. I mean, that's a that's a pretty far you know pretty early decision to make rather than waiting to see what happens yeah and one one article did come out that was basically saying how when the big 10 made this call you know they knew the pac-12 was going to follow suit they also thought the big 12 was going to follow suit and then that would kind of snowball the rest of the conferences that didn't happen um, even the big 12 didn't kind of balked at it too so um we'll we'll see what happens we'll see you develop we'll our next podcast we may have a decision on this i know a couple of weeks um, college football is going to be underway with the teams that are playing the big conferences. We'll see what's happening. We'll see health and safety wise how, how everybody looks there. But let's talk. Let's move on to the next topic. So, because um, you know, a few weeks in, it's going to start getting cold. Speaking of cold, you got to you know transition over to NHL. We've talked about the hockey bubble. Um, I, I know I've personally enjoyed watching all the hockey. I love the. Uh, I love that they just kind of had the round robin games, and then the other teams just went right into the playoffs, um, kind of the play-in games for the playoffs. Just awesome. I, I wasn't that excited about the NBA version of that. We'll chat about that in a minute. But um, NHL-wise, I love the bubble. Um, 
the arenas were pretty cool with kind of the video scoreboards and everything like that. So anyway, um, we'll start with you, Brian. What are your thoughts on how did you like the NHL bubble? How do you like it so far? I know your Rangers are out of it by now, but I'm sure you were excited to see them. So what, what do you think? How, what's your take? Yeah, so, I mean, the, I think the NHL hit a home run. I mean, like you said, what they did with the arena um, and having the, uh, with the jumbotrons and the special effects and the piping and the music, uh, they even change out the boards for the home teams. So it's more, uh, you know, for obviously it's aesthetic, but it feels like uh, home for the team. And, uh, you know, I, I think they do it for TV, for the local TV markets. But I think that was pretty cool to change it up. Yeah, it's all for the money. We know that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they did a really good job. I, mean, I think all the players feel safe um, in, in what they're doing. Uh, really haven't heard much of them, you know, questioning uh, what the league was doing for their safety, uh, where they are, um, how things are progressing. We haven't heard of any players testing positive, which is unbelievable, which makes me think that they're actually staying in the bubble, doing what they're supposed to do. They set up these lounges for them. They, they, I think the league just gave them everything they could possibly want to keep them happy and not go out and venture and put people in harm's way. Um, and then the games themselves have been great. I think a lot of these teams have had all the rest, so they're healthy. Um you know, it might not have played together for, for a while, but you're starting to see a couple of teams, you know, uh, start to gel and be in that midseason form. And being in a tournament like this, it's it's phenomenal. I mean, it's, it, I think it's almost better hockey than we have uh, normally come May and June. You know, the teams are all tired and beat up, and, you know, they, they can't, the, the game's just slower. These are fast paced, you know, high intensity playoff games, and that's something we haven't seen in a long time. It's pretty cool, especially with these young players. Uh, you're going to see some surprise teams come through. Um, it's it's fun to watch. Yeah, so I, I should mention before I get to you, Rob, um, what's going on right now. So we're actually in the semifinals around the conference semifinals out in the West. Vegas, Las Vegas Knights, and Vancouver Canucks. Right now, Vegas is up two games to one in that series. Um, Colorado and Dallas, Colorado Avalanche, Dallas Stars. Dallas is actually up two to one in that series. Um, over in the East, you got the Philadelphia Flyers and New York Islanders. The Islanders are up two to one in that one. In the other, the other game in the East, Boston and Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is up three to one in that series. So they might actually knock out Boston in the next game. That'd be kind of crazy. So, um, in case anybody was wondering, that was Finn looking up what the Islanders are doing because you know Islander fans don't really watch the games. They got to look up ESPN. So yeah, he I think he was unaware that this team was still in the playoff too. But yeah, that's typical Islander Mets fans, right? So Rob, what's your take on the NHL bubble? How you got to watch a little bit of it, or you know, how, as an Islander, I think? I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So far, the Islanders are playing well. Um, I felt like towards the end of the season, the Rangers are about to surpass them, and the Islanders were not going to make the playoffs. They were looking terrible. They were in a huge slump. So the only good thing about COVID to myself in this whole 2020 is the Islanders got a little bit of a break, and they came back, and they actually looked like a refreshed team. Um, you know, they won the first round, they won the second round. Um, so, you know, right now they're up 2-1 in this series. Uh, they're, I was looking it up because we're talking. I just wanted to give an update. It's still on the first. It's about 12 minutes ago. It's 0-0 Islanders and Flyers. Um, but I think it's been great because I think it's been good hockey. Like like Nate gave you the updates of the rounds and the scores. Like everyone is a 2-1 lead, right? So there's been no blowout team. There's been no dominant team. Um you know, I think 
right now, I, I think the stars are up, so they may go up 3-1. But I think it's a lot of these series are going to go six or seven games as well as they should be because I think hockey has that 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 mentality. Like, There's no real home ice advantage, so I think this has been really good for them. Uh, the changing of the, the boards has definitely been for the local network TVs. It's all about money, like Brian said. And uh, I think it's just been fun. It's been fun hockey. I have caught a little bit of hockey. Um, unfortunately, I haven't been able to watch all of it because sometimes they're on during the day. But I am excited. I think the Islanders have looked good the first two rounds. I think Barry has got them looking really good. Anders Lee is playing phenomenal. If uh, they can get by the Flyers, um, if they can get by Boston or Tampa Bay, I think Boston's going to win that series. If they can get by Boston, you know, I have a good feeling the Islanders, I'm not saying they're going to win the Cup, but it would be nice. But it's good to see how well they've played. If they can at least get to the next round, or the finals, you know, I think it's a su- successful year for them. So you think and, Boston's? Uh, you think Boston's going to come back? <clears throat> Boston's actually losing three to one in that series, right? You think Boston comes back? Yeah, wins yeah. As soon seven? as Tuka Rask uh, took I, I off, think I, they're not winning I think with Halak. Gonna, I don't know. I think Boston. I, I do. I think Boston may come back. All right. All right. I would love uh, to see that it. Would that, would, that would be awesome if they come back three one. I mean, they do it all the time. They did it against Toronto a long time, like a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah. I mean, five or six years now ago now, but, but yeah, anything could happen. And watching that kind of stuff is is great. You know, they come back. It'll be a three-two game, three-three. Five minutes left in the third, and Boston win. I mean, they've done it time and time again. So you're right. Who knows? But I can't see Boston doing anything with Halak. He he's Halak's good, but he's not a. You're talking you know, about the goalie, right? Goaltender. Yeah. Okay. Make sure we got that for some of our fans that may not know what. Um, I, I will have to say that I, I've been I love to watch the uh, the NHL bubble. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes were in it. I was excited to watch them when they played Nashville. I was hoping, hey, just you know, do well in the series, even if you lose. They won that series. I think they only gave Nashville one game. I they they I was so excited to watch them play. They were a fringe team um, going into pre-COVID. They were like basically on the outside looking in. It was going to take a lot to get them in the playoffs. They played they played Nashville and they beat them. Got into it and played the Colorado Avalanche. You know, they just they were out they were outgunned, outmanned against the Avalanche. Avalanche, I think, had two the last two games were seven to one. That was tough to watch, but um, I'll tell you, it was exciting. I mean, Arizona Coyotes they put on their old school um, black Kachina jerseys. Uh, if you're not sure what that is, Google it. Google the uh, it was the Phoenix Coyotes before they became the Arizona Coyotes. Do that the black Kachina jersey. It's just a cool one. It's the one they had their inaugural season um, in Arizona. Really cool. But I love that they wore that jersey. Uh, Rick Tockett really had his guys playing. I think they were a little bit more focused. It was great. I, I loved it. I mean, obviously, they ended up coming up short against the Avalanche. So I kind of thought the Avalanche would be a little better, but I mean, they're losing to the Stars right now. I thought they were going to dominate the Stars, honestly, after I saw how they played against the Coyotes. They just played unbelievable. Their power play was insane. I think the Coyotes couldn't even get a shot off when they were on power play. Um, the Avalanche power, I'm sorry, penalty kill, they, they were just amazing. They wouldn't even let a team get a shot off. I was. Really thoroughly impressed with that, um, but anyway, I think from now going forward, let's let's just say this real quick, and then we'll kind of wrap it up. So, uh, Brian, who do you like of the eight teams left? Who do you who do you like to win the whole thing? Oof, win the whole thing? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to go with a team out west. I, I, I think Dallas is probably, you know, what Dallas is doing to Colorado right now. And like you said, Colorado looked lights out against, uh, you know, Arizona. Maybe Arizona wasn't 
the same caliber as Dallas, uh, but I don't know. Uh, Dallas looks pretty good. They look locked and loaded. Um, they got a pretty solid team. They have a really good power play. Uh, I could see them coming out of the West. All right, Rob, what about you? Who do you think? All the teams. We know you're an Islanders fan. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with saying the Islanders aren't going to win the whole thing, but you got to pick one right now. Who do you think? A, there's a lot. There's a lot wrong with that, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If I if I'm not going to pick the Islanders to win it, uh, I agree with Brian. I'm going to go out west because I think that'll be a tough game. Um, but I think the uh, the Knights will be my pick to win yeah, it all. Good, if I'm not picking the Islanders, too. they got a good squad, and you know, like I said, if, if the Islanders lose to the Knights in the finals. I respect that. They're they're a solid team. So I'd, I'd just be happy to see the Islanders make it to the finals for one year. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll take a West team too. I will actually stick with Colorado. I just thought they were really impressive against the Coyotes. Again, may not be the same caliber as like a Dallas, but I'll say Colorado comes back. They're only down one game, but they, they even the series, I think, tonight. I think if they can get back to what they were doing to Arizona, I think you know they, they look pretty Stanley Cup worthy to me. So I'll say Colorado. We'll see what happens with that. All right, guys, let's, uh, let's go from the ice to the hardwood. We'll talk a little NBA. But before we get into the NBA, I have a little trivia for you. So I've kind of just kind of thought about this for a couple weeks. What's something I could kind of do with that would be kind of fun? So, Rob, my Wait, first can we Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can we put something on this? You know, we got golf tomorrow. Ooh. If, uh, if, 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 you know, either one, what, what, can we play for strokes? Maybe a beer after. Let's, let's put something on the line. All right, what do, what what do you guys want to do? What do you guys want to do? I'm, I'm obviously not going to be part of it because I'm the one giving the questions. Obviously, I would win because I have the questions in front of me. So um, what, what do you guys, you don't, know what, you don't know what the questions are. You don't know what it's going to be. So what's the, uh, what's the wager there, gentlemen? Yeah, what are, what are our stakes here, Finn? Come on. You want to do a BRA afterwards? Do a yep. Loser buys the first round? All right. Sure. Sounds good. For the whole foursome right. or just the two of you? Yeah, we'll do the whole four. All right, now I like it. Now oh, like it. all right, all right. Our, 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 High stakes. Our other friend Shane, who was hopefully listening to this after we air it, um, he'll hopefully be excited because for me and Shane, this is just a free beer for us. So we don't know who's paying for it, but it's a free beer. It's all gravy. For oh, us. you're paying for it, Nate. Don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> all right, so Rob, we're going to start with you. Let's see how you can do. So out of 16, I need you to name the 16 playoff teams in the NBA. There's eight in the West. There's eight in the East. Well, let's see how many you can get. Name all 16, huh? Do your best. You can start Ooh. in the West. Yeah, no, the East, no ESPN. No forth. ESPN. Put that away. Yeah, yeah give we'll me a second to load my we're, we're page watching. We're watching. We're, we can see him on yeah. our Skype, so we know he's not cheating. But Wow. Um, I'm looking down at my pad. All right, I'm going to go. I'm going to write these down just so I don't think. San Antonio. Nope. Salt with the West. Oh, that's right. They didn't make it. So I'm out of freaking A. <laughs> I forgot you're right. Lakers. Lakers got all right. Well, no, I just have me had names. Oh, okay. You should have right. said nope. I should have just been. You should have said nope. So I said San Antonio, so that's that's gonna be a loss. So I'm gonna write that out. Uh you got the Lakers, Clippers. Oh man. The West. I never pay attention to them out there. You got Utah, Dallas. Uh Kind of uh, did the Suns make it? Nope, I know they were playing X. well, nope. but I don't think they made it though. Nope, Suns are not. I, I asked if the Suns made it. I was talking to myself. Thank you for the help there, <laughs> making telling me that they didn't make it. Um, we do have to put a timeline on this because obviously we're recording this, but this yeah, yeah, obviously. Uh, well, I know the Knicks didn't make it, but we'll go the the Raptors. We'll go 
go back to the east. We'll go Boston. We'll go. Oh my god, this is the worst. Why do you make me drink and I start playing <laughs> trivia? This is uh, this is terrible. No, right. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna scratch this one. This has been terrible. All right, so you got five. Let's see, you got uh, yeah, one. Two, I'm terrible. One, two, three, four, five, six. You got six out of the sixteen. So, all right. So you don't want to. You want to give up, Rob? You don't want to take your last minute. Throw out another oh, one. Well, I have a feeling you're going to ask Brian about the NHL teams, and he's going to get sixteen out of sixteen anyway. So, well, I think Brian might. I, I, based on this, I think he's going to do better than you. But all right, now Brian. Now here's the Ooh. thing, because I know you did one of these pools. You have to name. <laughs> The teams that Rob, all the teams Rob couldn't do, you have to name the seeds. What are the seeds for each of the 16 NBA teams? Okay, Lakers 1, Blazers 8, Clippers 2, hang on. Let's see. Jazz Nuggets was uh, three five. You got one of those right. Jazz Nuggets was two seven. Jazz Nuggets was three and six. Oh, three and six. Three and six. That's what. All right. Yeah, not three and five. Um, math is not my strong suit. <laughs> uh, Jazz Nuggets three five. Um, You can do some out Dallas. east. Doesn't have to be. Yeah, Dallas. Uh, what seed is Dallas? Dallas was seven. All right, you got that. And they played. Uh, they played the Clippers. You already got that one as the two seed. Okay. All right. So you've got yeah, one, two, three. You've got five right now. You got the Lakers one, Clippers two, Nuggets has a three. You got Dallas as the seven, Trailblazers as yep. the eight. Bla- Blazers eight. Yep. All right. So you want to go back to the, you want to go over the East and try to. Yeah, I mean, all you got to do what, is like two seeds, more. So. What seeds do I need for the West? Uh, four and five. Oh, that was. Uh... No, I'm gonna go East. Hang on. All right. You only need to get a couple to get to beat Rob. Rob got six. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you got. Uh... Bucks Magic is one and eight. Okay. You got um, Toronto as a two. Um, I forget who they played. Then you had uh, Boston as the three. Yep. And then you had. Uh, Heat and Pacers. Heat were five, Pacers four. There you go. Who is the six? Who is the seven in the uh, the East? You got those? You've already beaten Rob, so I'll try to give you a little hint now because it, 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 we've already kind of passed that. So Raptors played the Nets. Mm. That's right. They're forgettable, so that's fine. So the Nets were the seven. Sixers were the sixth seed. Oh, yeah, the Sixers. Boston, yeah. Boston, Philly, yep. Out in the West, Rockets and Thunder was the four or five. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Jazz were the six. Dallas was seven. Eight was the Trailblazers. So, all right, I got, I got you guys. I thought you might think that was a little bit easier. Kind of thought you'd do a little better than that, but uh, it is what it is. Um, so, congrats, Rob. 
uh, I'll let you know what beer selection I get when I get to the bar tomorrow night or wherever. wherever. I don't know what, what the course we're playing. I don't know if they have a beer there. We're oh, no, no. I, I said I'd buy the round. I get to choose the Natty Light that we're going to be drinking. Yeah, I mean, right. the beer we're going to be drinking. That's, yeah, fair. That's fair. That's what he's getting. That's fair. All right, guys. So um, now we've got the little trivia out of the way. What are your thoughts on the NBA bubble? So we talked about the NHL bubble. The NBA kind of has the same thing. They're out in Disney World. I'm out in Florida. They got the wide world of sports. They're playing other games in. They're only in one arena, where NHL had two different arenas. But NBA's in one arena. Um, they had the play-in games prior to the playoff. Teams that were, I don't know, within a few games of the eighth place, if they got within three or four games of the eighth place, they'd be an eight-nine matchup. That winner would have to win twice, then go into the playoff as the eight seed. Um, so anyway, uh, this time, Rob, we'll start with you. What, what are your thoughts on the NBA bubble? What did you kind of like about it? Hate about it? What do you think? Um, I was—I'll be the first uh, critic of myself. I, I did not think it was going to work out, but they've been—they've done a lot better than I thought they would be. Um, being down there, maybe keeping them all in Disneyland has helped a little bit. I know there's been some guys getting suspended or, or, or you know, fined, so to say, but they've done a good job. I think, uh, you know, I think overall it's worked for them right now, and I think it can work. Being um, in a bubble, let's say, you know, in Disneyland in Florida. So, you know, I know some of the guys have been on news and just said how hard it is. So I congratulate them. I think they've done a good job with it. You know, at least they're trying to finish out the season. I think uh, it's worked. It's it's getting good quality basketball in. And, you know, I don't think there's going to be any less credibility to an NBA champion this year if, you know, let's say the Bucks win their first one, right? Um, but I think they've done a good job so far with it. And I, I commend them for being able to, to, to finish the season out. All right, Brian, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I remember when we were talking about this before, how I didn't think it was really going to be much of anything. I mean, they were basically playing in hotel ballrooms, you know, with the courts. I don't know. I guess that was really just kind of like their practice facility for the teams and stuff but that was cool i did like that they did that in the conference rooms that was pretty cool you think about now they know that anytime you get a big conference room you could technically play basketball in there and get a court in there just for future reference for any hotel that's pretty cool but go ahead brian yeah so i mean i don't know i I didn't think it was going to be you know uh, i I was kind of skeptical i didn't know what was going to happen but um it worked out i mean i I think all the, the the players uh, we're, we're able to, you know, hang out there and feel comfortable in what they're doing. Get these games going. Um, you know, I mean, the quality of games I think are there. It's a little different for me. You know, I think basketball doesn't translate as well uh, in a in a bubble that it does in a home arena. You know, I think you need that that electricity from the the fan base that's there. Um, Absolutely, it's a different atmosphere. It, it, the game, it, you know, watching on TV and you know them playing, it, it just seems flat. I don't know if it's uh, the angle, you know, the TV angle is basically just seeing the one side with some screens and some virtual fans, not virtual fans, but like re- remote fans, you know, and the the bench is kind of back there in a couple of rows and they're all spaced out and it just looks looks different. It just feels different. Uh, I, I don't think it's terrible, but it, it's very different. Yeah, I, th- I think it worked in the NHL. Um, one thing I did forget to say about the NHL is that the home team, whoever was you know made the home team during the game, they actually play the music when they score a goal in their home arena. 
in the uh, in the bubble arena, which is really cool. Kind of has that flair. You talked about the uh, baseboards being changed out too, um, which was kind of cool. But uh, my take on the NBA: first off, I was excited the Suns were still in it. Um, I really didn't think they deserved to be in it, to be honest. But I was happy they were kind of in it to get some extra, you know, extra playing time. And they went undefeated. And I felt bad that they didn't make it in because they were definitely the hottest team. They were playing really well. I think the bubble actually helped them focus. I think there was so many less distractions when they were in the bubble. They had no outside influences, no like, you know, they were, they're a young team. They didn't have all the distractions of going out to a bar at night, right? Or going out with like friends or Booker going out with whatever Kardashian he was dating or whatever. Um, so that was kind of neat. And then they, they won. I mean, nobody was expecting much of them. And then they, they went undefeated and everybody was like, ah, oh, that's too bad that the, you know, the Blazers overtook them, right? Because the Suns did everything they could, but the Blazers just had to win the, la- the last game and the last day and they were in. There's nothing the Suns could do. So that was great for the Suns. It's a great building opportunity for them. Um, you think about it. You know, other than that, I've been more excited about the NHL than the NBA. I, I think the NBA's done everything they could. I think they did a great job with it, um, keeping everybody safe keeping them in the bubble. I mean, it's a Disney world, but you know, both the NHL and the NBA, I think it's got to be tough on the fa- on the, uh, the families, right? Cause obviously there's, there's no physical contact with them. There's no hugging with the kids and things like that. Um, I'm sure they're doing Skype and things like that with, with them, the FaceTime, but it's, it's not the same feel, but you know, the players can be focused. And I think after this, um, hopefully they get, you know, a few months off, maybe an extra month off before they start the next season, make sure these guys get time with their families if they need it. Um, but otherwise, you know, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing it. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it casually. I'm not as invested in it as I am with the NHL. I'm just more excited about the NHL this year. Um, but yeah. So, all right, guys, we only got a couple minutes left. I just want to, we talked about the fantasy football. We have a dad's club of Trumbull. There's about 20 guys. We've got two different divisions. Rob is the commissioner of one division. Brian is the commissioner of the other. There was probably a ton of collusion last season because these two guys won both of their conferences and they played in our <coughs> Trumbull Super Bowl. So, but we, we won't really talk about <laughs> we won't really talk about that too much. But um, guys, what do you think? We had our we had our draft our draft lottery on Friday, socially distanced out in the backyard of Rob's house. Um, put all the balls in a in a cup and pulled out what either what division you're going to be in, what draft pick you get. So it was fun. We had a you know dads getting out Friday night, drinking some beers, picking our so i don't know ryan what are your, what are your thoughts as the uh defending champ or defending hot bag of nickels division defending runner-up but runner-up of you the know, super I'll bowl give it to finn he had he had uh he won that one but uh you know our our division will come back strong this year i think you know uh we're fully stacked with the teams that we have you know when as we as we draft you know you pick the ping pong ball out and it's you know whichever league in your draft pick uh, I ended up with the fourth pick. Not really, not really too thrilled about that, but there's still some some talent there to to be had, obviously. Um, but that'll definitely uh, make for an interesting draft. You know, who am I going to take there? That number four. You figure the top three running backs are going to be going to be gone. Is there another one left for me? I don't know. Um, it's going to be a while before I pick again, so I got to maybe maybe take a reach. Uh, who knows? It's going to be interesting. So Rob and I are not in your division. I'm actually in Rob's division this year. Last year I was in Brian's. So Brian, this this would be a great time to say who you're going to pick because Rob and I, there's nothing Rob and I can do about it, right? We're not going to be drafting your thing, and we don't know how many dads are listening to this podcast. So do you want to say who you who you're eyeballing for the fourth pick? Should that player be available? No. All right. 
Oh, that's no fun. All right, Rob, what are, what are your thoughts? <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> that's, um, that's fair. You say collusion. I say we had the two smartest people win uh, and make it go. to the finals that year. We here were both we the seventh pick last year. We both had, I wouldn't say similar teams, but we both had a couple of players that overlapped. And uh, you know what? Brian and I both played pretty well, and we made it to the finals. And that, that, it is what it is. You know, don't, uh, don't knock the genius that Brian and I are. I mean, considering we did start the league. So, um, Rob, before, we thought about expanding too, the league. Rob, before you get too far into the smartest guys in the room, farthest guys in the team, didn't you get locked out of your garage the other day and you had to drill it? Is that. Yeah, is thank that you, Nate. Accurate? Thank you, Nate. Nobody wants yeah. to hear talk about how smart he is. First of all, I yeah. locks himself out of the garage. I mean, basically locked himself in the house. Or, I mean, you might as well lock yourself inside yeah. your house. So anyway, go ahead, well, Rob. We just we got to get that dig in that, real quick. We'll, leave that, we'll leave that guy. for another podcast. I don't lock myself out purposely. Um, we'll say I need to uh, reconfigure the operational system in my household. Um, but the uh, Long Hill Hooligans will be defending their champs. Uh, our buddy Shane got the number one pick, and yours truly got the number two pick. So I will probably be looking at uh, Barkley at number two if Shane is smart and takes uh, McCaffrey. And if he doesn't, I'll take McCaffrey, and that's cool too. But I think Brian's got a, a, the pick at number four is going to be interesting. You you still have some top guys there. I think you're um, you and me will be looking at who our second pick is. I think that's going to be always the the trouble because I think I prefer a later round pick, you know, in that seven to ten because you can get that wraparound pick and you can still get two pretty good studs. So do you get the top guy, and if he goes down, you're hurt. Or like we did last year, we got the seven pick pick you know i took uh hopkins and i think i had uh delvin cook and you know those guys did pretty well and you know sometimes just getting that later pick you don't get pressure because at number one or two you're you're you gotta take mccaffrey right like there's no you can't think about it i actually went on a limb a little bit last year and took uh michael thomas with my first pick which was ranked a little bit lower but he had a phenomenal year and then i took cook at number two and those two guys blew up for me so sometimes the later pick, you're not forced into a pick. You get to choose a guy. Uh, but I'm looking forward to defending my crown. I can't wait for it. I hope everyone stays safe in the NFL and that we get a full season in and we don't have a uh, situation where it's a survivor pool for COVID. You know, um, Kansas City goes down and, you know, you got Mahomes and running backs and wide receivers go out and then, you know, half your team is down on COVID. So I'm hoping we can get a full season in. Uh, I will mention that we are donating half our proceeds, uh, donation fees to charity. I think it's going to be a, a, uh, a nice thing to do just to kind of, this is kind of an off year for us with, uh, COVID and everything else going on. And, you know, the best team may not win only because of what's going to happen. So I think we, we decided to donate some of our money to a local charity, which I think is a, it was a nice twist on the league this year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely a great little take on it this year. I think that's kind of a, you know, there, there's a lot of charities out there that I'm sure we can be helping. So uh, we'll try to find one local here in Connecticut, if it not in Trumbull, uh, you know, like one of the surrounding towns, Bridgeport, uh, Monroe, East, and one of those guys. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm in a different division now. So I get I get to see, I have dealt with Commissioner Ryan. I get to deal with Commissioner Rob. So after this year, I'll know which division is terrible and which one is good. Um, but anyway, guys. Already know. <laughs> so guys, real quick, just five-second pick. This is factoring in how talented and how safe, healthy they're going to end up being. Who are your picks to win the Super Bowl right now 
again, this is not, not necessarily the most talented team, but who's going to stay safe? So, Rob, we'll start with you. Five seconds who you can pick in to win the Super Bowl uh, if you had to pick I'm, one right now. Uh, Kansas City. They're in the middle of nowhere. There's no chance to get COVID, and they have the best talented team right. out there. KC right, Brian, repeat. Brian, what do you Kansas got? City, middle of nowhere. You mean the middle of the country, literally in the middle of the country. Uh, I, I think I think I think it's Mahomes' year, but I'm going Lamar. Go Baltimore. Right. Baltimore. All right, I'm going to be a homer. I'm going to say the Arizona Cardinals probably have no shot, but I'm hoping there's some COVID teams that get knocked out early, and the Cardinals can get up there. They got Hopkins. Kyler Murray's going to go off. Kyler they got Larry. They got Drake. They've they've got some of the skilled positions. It's it's going to come down to the the offensive lines what they can do. So. We'll see there. So. so I know who Nate's first round pick is going to be. So I already can plan on that for round two. This is good. Nate. Mar- <laughs> All right, guys. So we're going to wrap this up. You both get 30 seconds. We don't have the minute. We ran out of time. So Rob, 30 seconds. What do you got to say? Oh, uh, I'm looking forward to fantasy football. I think we've had a, a weird last six months. We've had a lot of fun playing golf. I'm looking forward to uh, playing around nine holes tomorrow with you guys. But I am looking forward to fantasy football because I think we've played baseball so far. And the baseball has just been so wonky with guys going out on COVID, getting hurt. And I can't I can't seem to set a full team some days. Guys are actually playing. So I'm hoping NFL stays safe and we can have a fun, normal fantasy football year. Sounds good. Brian, what do you got? Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. I'm not going to stray too far from there. I think fantasy football is going to kind of bring a little bit of normalcy to to what we've been going through for the past couple of months. Um, it's something we can all enjoy. We got a lot of guys involved with it, twenty teams, um, so it will be interesting. Trying to do some socially distanced uh, gatherings outside before it gets too cold, and um, just try and enjoy it and yeah. help us get through. All right, I will say one thing. We have been playing golf. It's been great. I've actually been playing softball, too. Actually, Rob's been playing softball, too. But uh, between the softball swing and the golf swing, it's my, my body's all out of whack. But I, I'm enjoying it. I love getting out. I love getting, getting to play, especially with going on, what's going on in the world. So thankfully, we've been able to do not only golf, but also been, been able to do some softball. Hopefully, our kids are going to do soccer um, in a couple weeks. That they're AYSO out here locally. That's going to be fun. Um, I do have to say a real quick shout out to our producer, Paul, Paul Arnold. He uh, runs, obviously, our Great American Man podcast. His daughter just got married last weekend, Kelly Arnold. She got married to a nice guy named Jared. Great wedding. Um, Paul did a great job with his father, the bride speech. So I want to say congratulations to Paul on his, uh, both of his kids are now married. So he has less on his plate now, but now he's, now he gets to look forward to just hanging out with the grandkids. But again, Paul, congratulations. A very classy, classy guy. Um, just nice overall guy does a great job with producing this uh, gives you know obviously he doesn't get paid to do this but he helps produce great guys so anyway congrats again Paul all right for Brian and Rob have a great night we'll see you on the next Trumpled Ads